Live from the headquarters of Ramsey Solutions, broadcasting from the pods, moving in storage studio, it's The Ramsey Show, where we help people build wealth, do work that they love, and create actual amazing relationships. I'm your host, Jade Warshaw, and I am joined today by my friend, Rachel Cruz. So good to be here with you, Jade. It's great. It's so good. We're taking your calls today. We're talking about your life, your money. Hey, we're both moms. So if we have any moms that want to call in uh, with any questions, the number is 888-825-5225. We're here for you, America. All right, let's go to the phone lines. We got Benjamin in San Antonio, Texas. What's going on, Benjamin? Hey, so uh, my wife and I, uh, we are we just started Baby Step 2. And we are also expecting our first baby. Ooh, and congratulations. Yay, Thank so you. fun. And less than two months. So the question is, you know, um, my job, I make pretty good money, but I don't, I'm a chauffeur. And so I'm not exactly an independent contractor, but I don't get vacation and I don't get any kind of pay time off. Okay. So the question is, when the baby comes, I wanted to take a week off to help with the wife. Because there's first, time, first kid and... Any kind of complications, we don't know what's going to happen. Right. Not the point. Um, but in order to take a week off, I have to set aside enough money to cover the income I'm going to lose, mm-hmm. which basically means pausing that debt snowball for the next six to eight weeks, up to, you know, depending on, because my income changes every month, depending on commissions, you know, what mm-hmm. I get. But so the question is, is that a good idea? Yeah, I mean... When it comes to the baby steps, when it comes to the debt snowball, we do, you know, recommend pausing until baby comes. We call that stork mode. And it's kind of just making sure we have as much money saved up as possible. Right, Rachel, for anything that might happen with the baby. I mean, God willing, your baby's going to come. It's going to be healthy, beautiful, everything perfect. But it is nice to have that money saved up um, for anything that might come up with hospital charges. And in this case, if you need to stay home for an extra week or whatever that time is, now is the time for you guys to start stacking that money up. And so if you're pausing the debt snowball or pausing whatever baby step that you're on for that time, that's totally fine. Yeah, absolutely. And Benjamin, we would recommend that for you guys to pause that even if you weren't taking time off work or even if you were on a salary still making money. Um, So yeah, for anyone listening, that's exactly right. We pause the debt snowball, save up cash while you're waiting on baby. Once baby and mom comes home, that's great. Press play, use all that money that's saved if you you didn't need it and throw it at the debt. So for your your case, Benjamin, then that's great. I would set aside a specific amount of money um, for that week since you're gonna take that off and you guys kind of plan around that. But uh, yeah, you're doing it exactly right. How does that sound, Benjamin? Okay. That, that sounds that sounds good. <laughs> awesome. Congratulations. Hope very, everything goes well. Very, very cool. That's a really good call out, Rachel. I think a lot of times people forget that, oh, like when that's happening, you can pause and take that quick break. Yeah, and we say that too, even with big life changes, right? If you're if you know you're gonna be relocating uh, or moving jobs and it's like, yeah, we need some to have some cash for yes. moving expenses, right? If you know that there's a big life change coming, mm-hmm. that is a time that we say, hey, if you need a pause, save up some money. And even for cars, you know, we, we talk yes. to people and their car breaks down. It's not worth anything. It, it's, you know, they, they have to pay more to get it fixed. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and so they're like, oh my gosh, what do I do? Then we're like, yeah. okay, pause and make sure those four walls are covered. So, so yes. again, the gazelle intensity is so important, but also planning for those big life events that are going to happen through the baby step process. Even health. Yes. Health. If yep. something comes up with your major, right. you know, major illness, you're not able to work. So it's really good to call out those times where it is 
uh, all right. We're not going to yell at you. As a matter of fact, we're going to cheer you on if you do uh, pause the baby steps. Let's take another call. We've got Devon. Am I saying that right? Devon in Jacksonville? That's uh, Devin. Devin. You know, I had to put a little swag on it, Devin. I'm sorry about that. <laughs> That's all right. <laughs> How can I was we help you? Too. <laughs> Devon. It's just Devin. How can we help you, Jay? <laughs> How can we help all you? All right. So, uh, so I'm in the uh, military, and I just got orders uh, to go out across the country to Washington State. And oh, wow. my orders right now will keep me there for at least two and a half years. Um, and uh, my wife and I are wondering if it's uh, kind of what's the break even or the worth it to uh, rent versus buy a house. Mm. Yeah, it's a great question. Well, first, thanks for your service um, for you thank and your you. wife, because that's a that's a huge sacrifice. So thank you for that. Um, yeah, if you're relocating, especially people in the military that are moving so much, we don't recommend buying. So renting is great because what you know, the, as we experience right now and even in the last 18, 24 months, how crazy real estate has been, the market has been. So mm-hmm. those ups and downs are still we're still feeling that. And so we don't want you caught up buying high and then if something happens and you're god you have to sell for less or you know whatever it is so five years or more is where i feel comfortable with someone purchasing a home and being in it uh it's enough time to kind of ride the market but if you're going to just be there two and a half years uh devin yeah i would i would just rent i would too what do you think about that devin how does that how does that hit you so we bought a house uh here in jacksonville and we've been in it for just over five years and we got it paid off fully paid off oh wow congratulations that's kind of thank you that's kind of where we were at um that's kind of uh what we were thinking is you know you buy the house and if you i mean you can break even on it and then you're still money ahead of renting because renting is kind of like a 100 percent interest loan in my opinion yeah i understand but also you know, buying a home, it's the, one of the largest assets that majority of people buy. And so I want you to just be thinking through to make sure, okay, are we going to get out better on the other end? And again, it's just, it's just the fact that the time frame is so short uh, is where, is where that comes into play. Are, will you guys be moving back to Jacksonville after you go to Washington? Do you there's think? A, there's a really good chance uh, that I could because the community that I'm in is kind of based out of there, but Mm-hmm. There's no guarantees. Okay. Okay. Well, with that paid off home that you have, I mean, when it's time to move, if you guys sell it, you can keep that money, high interest savings account, and just continue to grow that nest egg. And then when you get someplace stable, you're going to have a lot of money to work with and probably be able to buy something again, totally in cash. I mean, that's exciting to me. What do you think about that? Sounds good to me. <laughs> <laughs> All right, Devin. Thanks for your call. You know, that's a really good point. Um, a lot of people, you know, they're not really sure what the parameters are around saving up for a house. And then how long do you keep the house? And if you're moving, should you sell the house or can you rent out the house? I feel like that's a really good talking yes, point here. Yes, we talk about that a lot. Um, yeah, we never recommend being a long distance landlord. Oh gosh, that sounds like the worst. <laughs> I know, it's a, it's, a, it's a headache. I mean, it really is. And so for some people, um, Devin didn't say this, but in his case, you know, we've heard things like this of like, okay, I'll keep my house. Yeah. Rent it out. And all of it, and it ends up, it just ends up being a mess. I mean, how can you oversee that? If you're, I mean, he's literally across the country and not saying that he was going to do this, but a lot of people might think, oh, I'm coming back to the house later. Let's rent it out. But you really can't manage your property from across the country. No. Yeah. You'd be probably paying a property manager and all of it. And it's just, it's just the hassle. And so we always say, yeah, just kind of have that clean slate and then you'll have the cash. That's right. uh, From the equity, if it's not fully paid off or all of it, if, if it is paid off and that's your money. And you may make a different decision with that amount of money. You know, if you, right. if you had it and to say, hey, Jade, would you go buy this, go buy a house and 
Oklahoma City with this money right now? Absolutely not. Nope, probably not. So that's how you have to think about it too. Yeah, it's exciting. He can keep that money. If he's going to keep it more than five years, he could invest it for a while and let it grow even more. If he's planning on using it for less than five years, then he should keep it in a high-yield savings account. So that's what we would do. This is The Ramsey Show. Did you know, statistically, when it comes to life insurance and protecting your family, that women are more likely to be uninsured or underinsured than men? This doesn't make any sense. Women make up half the workforce, contribute mightily to family incomes, and in many cases are the breadwinners and take care of their families 24 hours a day. This is one of the most overlooked areas when it comes to financial planning. Maybe it's a relic of the past. But a loss of income or the need to replace family care is equally important for women as it is for men. Single moms, working moms, and stay-at-home moms all need term life insurance. Rates are actually lower for women, which is why I send you to Xander Insurance. They shop the top term life companies to find the lowest rates available. You can compare rates online at Xander.com or call 800-356-4282. This is something every family has to deal with. That's Xander.com or 800-356-4282. Listening to the Ramsey Show. Hey, give us a call today. The number is 888 825 5225. We'll take questions about whatever it is you guys want to talk about. We will talk about that on the air live with you. So we're going to take a call now. We're going to go to John in McClellan, Texas. What's going on, John? McKaylin, Texas. Hi. Hi. Um, so my question is so I'm basically, I'm kind of all over the place here. Um, so I have. I'm almost done paying off my credit card debt because I'm, I'm 22. So I just got my credit cards. I have like a $200 debt. So I'm going to pay that down. Okay. And actually a lot of that's going to be returned because I returned some items. So I was just wondering, and I have 200 in savings, but I was just wondering like, where do I go from here? Like to just really build, like to build upon that. And like, when do I start investing? And I actually had investments, but I sold them because I figured get an emergency fund first before I, invest any smart at all so just where do i go from here and also i am on ssi so just so you know i can't really save in a savings account because if i save too much in a savings account they'll take that away and i'll lose my health insurance so what do i you know what do i do and i do make well 19,321 a year and um, my jobs, they're like through cohorts, so I'm not actually employed by the company, but I get paid through Texas Workforce, so it's like a program. So that's okay. kind of like my uh, uh, financial stuff. So if you could just help me lead me in the right direction. Cool, cool. So let's go back to this debt real quick. So the is the only debt that 200 in credit cards, or is there more? Um, well, no. Well, I owe, so it's 216 in credit cards and then 148 to just... Uh, so just a, a friend of mine. Okay, so, so 348 total? Yes, but, uh, but as I mentioned, 133 of the credit card debt's going to go off because I made a return. So okay, that's great. it'll be like $80 in credit card debt. 
Okay, great. That's so, great, John. I mean, is there then there's no car loans, no student loans, no um No, no anything. No, okay. No, no, no. I live in I live at home, all those all those things. Yeah. Very good. Well, you're in a you're in a great spot, John. I feel very encouraged by this because you're gonna be able to take care of this debt really quickly. Um, because that is what we, we talk about getting a thousand dollar emergency fund. Do you have any savings besides the two hundred dollars? Because you said you cashed out some investments. No, no, no other savings besides two hundred. About to be three hundred dollars here soon, but yeah, okay. no, no other savings. Well, I have some gold and stuff in the safe, but that's about it. Or silver, not gold. Sorry. Okay. Did you have investments though that you said you you cashed out? Yeah, yeah I cashed out. Um, yeah, I sold them. Hot. So, how much cash did you get from those? One hundred sixteen dollars. Oh, okay. Which, that that that's why it's that that's part of the two hundred. And and the golden the gold and silver did you say gold and silver or just gold? No, just just so just no just silver. I made a mistake. I oh. wish I had gold. No, <laughs> well, how much? How what's the value of that? Uh, I think it's just like twenty bucks. Cause it's just a, a a silver dollar. Oh oh okay okay. So hold on to that. Keep it someplace real. Keep it in your top sock drawer. <laughs> That's right. <laughs> so let's just walk through these baby steps just so you understand what the path is going forward. Because as of right now. Uh, you know, Rachel just talked about baby step one, and you're just going to start saving for that thousand dollars to get it saved, right? And then from there, we're mm-hmm. going to pay off this little bit of credit card debt that you have. You're going to be able to, hopefully, you can cash flow all of this with one like payment cycle, which I think you can. And then from there, it's baby step three. We want to get three to six months saved up. In your case, three months might do it. Um, if you're looking to move out anytime soon, maybe make it a little bit more so you have a little bit more to jump off into living on your own when the time comes. And then from there, baby step four, we're putting away 15% into retirement. And I think for now, that's a good place for you to kind of land and just kind of get your bearings in those first four baby steps. Uh, how does that sound? That sounds that sounds good, yeah. Hey, John, tell me about your job. I was a little bit confused. Will you walk me through what your plan is? You're 22, you're living at home, um, you're making 19000 a year. What's, what's, your, what's your aspirations when it comes to careers? So I want to, I'm going to go to college in the summer. Um, I want to major in business and major in computer science. Okay, That's great. Good for you. How are you going to pay for that? Um, so because of my uh, disability, because I am uh, legally blind, so because of that, oh, wow. I can yeah. get a lot, a lot of it paid by uh, Texas Workforce. Yeah, cool. Solutions. John, great so job. I pass. Yeah, mm-hmm. absolutely. Well, you're, that's incredible. Absolutely incredible. Um, yeah, so we are cheering you on to get scholarships and to be able to get that degree and make some big income coming in, um, you know, even more than what you're making now uh, and start saving and doing all this. And John, the one of the best things going for you, number one, is that you're, you care. Yep. Um, there's such a level of personal responsibility you can hear from him. Yes. And he wants to do this well. And I think you're at a really good spot, John, to do this really well. Um, like Jade was saying, you know, even with your numbers, I'm like, oh, you could get that cleaned up, you know, so quickly. Um, and that's exciting for me on this end, John, to, to encourage you in that, because I think you're going to be able to get through these baby steps and, uh, and, and kudos to you too, John. Yes. Let me just say that. that uh, 22 years old. Yeah. Oh, he's not letting anything hold him back. No, he's not. So well that. done, John. Thanks for calling in. Whew, no excuses. Let's take another call. We got Adam in Gillette, Wyoming. What's going on, Adam? How can we help? 
Uh, yeah, I just had a quick question about uh, the baby steps. So my wife and I, are in, we're in baby step two, mm-hmm. um, and I'm looking at doing a career change from being a teacher to being an administrator. And for that, we would end up having to move. So I've already interviewed for the administrator position, and we would end up having to move about three and a half hours away okay. um, if I were to get it. So I was just curious, do I need to, if I should be looking to stop baby step to or put it on hold for a while if that offer comes down the pipe um, to save up and pay for the move or do we just kind of keep going at it and then just kind of hope to use the equity from our house on the move or yeah Adam that's a really good question if I were you and this is also what we teach again another time to pause the baby steps and make sure that you can stack up money and prepare for the move because you're going to want to use whatever equity from the home to roll into your next home purchase. And can I just tell you from experience, it is expensive to move. So stack up as Mm -hmm. much money as you can because there's always, I mean, really sit down with your wife and start budgeting out all of the costs, anything that you can possibly foresee. Now is a good time to start pricing out the different uh, moving and storage. Matter of fact, it's a good time to take a look at Pods Moving and Storage, (laughs) you know, and see what they have. I know they've got really great promos offered all the time. Um, So yeah, Definitely pause the baby steps, stack up that money, and then, you know, yeah, see how sure. it goes from there. Yeah, and I would get, um, yeah, definitely I would check out pods. Um, and if there's other things, other companies you're wanting to look at, get get kind of a roundabout, you know, estimate of what you think it's going to, what the move is going to take. And then I would make that my next goal to have that money saved so that when the time comes to move, it's like, okay, that money's there for it. And Adam, you guys may even surpass that amount of money. And if you do, then you guys can press play on baby step two and keep knocking out that debt. But I do want you to have some money stacked away to be able to cash flow that move. Um, So yeah, I would go and look at some estimates and kind of have that number in your head, you and your wife and save up to that. And then beyond that, continue down baby step two. I love that. What do you think, Adam? that sounds that sounds good that's actually what i was thinking i was kind of thinking it was like like you guys teach when you're having a kid it would yes. be a time to stack it up but i just wasn't 100 percent sure yeah on, on how we should do it i mean we're, we're only three months into the baby steps so it's kind of it's know. new yeah and the and the hard thing is yeah. is that for so many people especially if you guys are on baby step two and you're kind of in it and you're feeling the progress it's like oh to pause it, sometimes it's like you can't, you, you oh, don't yeah. want to lose the momentum. So there's a little bit of me that's always like, man, don't pause it. But you want to be wise. You know, you don't want to be caught to be like, oh my gosh, I have this great new job. Oh my gosh. And yeah. I have to move and I have no cash, you know, so you want to be wise in the process, but also keep that gazelle intensity going as you're, pay- as you're saving up for the move. Absolutely. And that will help too. Oh man. And I, I actually posted a reel on social because uh, we just moved from South Florida here to Tennessee in September and um. The pr- just just when you think there's no more cost, something else happens. And it's just like, oh gosh, I didn't think about that. So as much as you can, write everything out, try to prepare because as I said, just when you think it's finished, something else will pop up and it's like, oh my gosh, but it's so much peace yes. when you're prepared for it. Right. So yes, I love that. You are listening to The Ramsey Show.
The Ramsey Show. I'm your host, Jade Warshaw, joined by Rachel Cruz. This is fun, Rachel. I'm enjoying hosting with I you. I know, and we were together last night at the Building Wealth yes. Indianapolis event, sold out. Totally sold out. Yes, over 2,000 people, and yes. it was such a great night. It was so fun. It and here we so are good. working. The I know, look George at George Camel, he's probably home asleep. He, I mean... He's getting that good sleep, Rachel. We are. We're working hard. <laughs> we're, keeping, we're keeping the ship afloat, We Jade. are. <laughs> and can I just say, the people of Indianapolis, such... Great people. Such kind of, I was just telling so someone sweet. today. Yes, I was telling someone earlier. I'm like, man, I don't know what it is, but they were just kind and mm-hmm. wonderful. And yeah, so it was fun. It was a yes. fun event. I'm excited. Next week, we'll be in Austin doing the same Building Wealth Live event. Rachel, are you on that one? I'm not on that one. Are you? I am. I okay, believe so you're it's, going out next week. Yes, it is myself, Dave Ramsey, Ken Coleman, and John Deloney. Oh, Jade, I'm oh, yeah. sorry I won't be there for female support. I'm the lone female. <laughs> Guys, somebody needs to come get me because this is gonna be it's gonna be fun. That's so great. Yeah, I'll be in I'll be in Salt Lake City okay. in April with George, Christina Ellis, and Dave Ramsey. And yep. then we have Anaheim, yep. California, which I think is May 3rd. Yes. Does that sound right? Yep. And so that's gonna be Dave Ramsey, John Deloney, Ken Coleman, and Christina Ellis. Yes. So you can get all your tickets there at those cities at RamseySolutions.com. So get them sure fast. Get them fast because these these things are selling like hotcakes. So get get these tickets. It's so exciting. All right, Rachel. There's something that's been floating around. People have sent it to me in my DMs. I come in this morning to an email from James Childs, our producer. Guys, credit card debt. It is just going bananas. Okay, it says, uh, as credit card debt hits an all-time high. All-time. J- hold History. on. Just shy of a trillion with a T-T-T-T-T. And that's just credit card debt, Jay. That's not car loans. That's not student loans. That's nothing. Credit card debt. It says, in the final three months of 2022, it's hit an all-time high. Delinquencies among borrowers obviously have accelerated. I mean, it makes sense. We're taking out more debt. We can't afford the debt. And now we're defaulting on the payments. It says, balances grew $61 billion, billion in the fourth quarter from previous uh, from the previous one to $986 billion. Wait, that is unbelievable. It jumped from 61 billion to 986 billion. So much. I'm just, so much. Sorry, I'm really just taking this in because it's ridiculous. And here it says US household debt jumped to a record 16.90 trillion from October through December last year, the largest quarterly increase in 20 years as mortgage and credit card balances surged amid high inflation and rising interest rates. All right. And let's just say this cuz usually people are talking about the interest rates, you know, on mortgages, right. and we're talking about the housing market. Yeah, the interest rates on your credit cards, you guys are going up. And here's the deal. And here's why we keep saying to have that emergency fund in place mm-hmm. and figure out your income minus expenses needs equal zero, living on a zero-based budget yep. and all that because if you don't have a plan for your money, Jade, you know who has a plan? The credit card companies. Yes, they do. Yes, Ooh. they do. And they are prepared for this, you guys. They are ready to be your emergency fund. Yes. That on top of fees and interest, and then people can't pay the credit card bills, and and, and it ends Girl. up being a massive, a massive problem. Yeah. And so that's why they're dangerous. That's why people are always like, you don't just carry one. You don't. I'm like, no, play with snakes. You're going to get bit. You're like, going to get bit. No, no. Stay away, you guys, and, and figure out a way that you are your emergency yes. fund. Yes. And not the credit card companies and the banks. And I mean, with these interest rates, Rachel, the average interest rate now, 
20% on credit cards on credit cards 20% that's out of control and here's the thing here's the the way my brain works I'm thinking okay if you're using your credit card to buy daily things because you're not on a budget because here's the thing a lot of people are they do they keep their credit cards there for emergencies but then there's that sect of people who's like, okay, I'm not really on a budget. I'm not really watching where my money is going. So there's this gap at the end of the month or midway through the month. And I'll just use the credit cards to float me when I go to the grocery store or heaven forbid, when you go to a restaurant and eat dinner right. and you're, you're scant. Can I just, you're scanning your credit card for a meal that's going to be gone, Rachel, in about, in about four to six hours. Okay. So you're literally flushing money down the drain. Yes. Oh. You're flushing it down the toilet. And Oh, and, here, and here's Don't get me started and here's on this. the big thing we were talking about inflation last night at the event and all of the numbers that are coming out are saying on average food is up yes 9.8 percent 10 percent yeah and it feels more than that eggs are up like 60 percent or something crazy so i know there are certain products that are are up more mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. but here's the deal if you don't have that margin yeah when this inflation hits that needs to be your wake-up call to That's say right. wow if i have a 10 percent change in something yes and it is knocking me out to depend on credit cards, then your whole financial picture needs to look different, you guys. And mm-hmm. that's not to shame you. That's not to, right. to say, oh my gosh, like you're so stupid, all that. No, no. it is to be able to say, man, what I am doing is not working. Yeah, it's and a symptom of something greater, right, Rachel? That's right, that's exactly right. And you know this, Jade, but, I mean, we, we talked about this even last night again, but just the, the lifestyle that we choose to live, regardless yeah. of whether there's money in the bank or not, yeah. continues, continues, to be at this level and you can't just be at that level if you don't have the money and the and, and the credit cards yeah are filling in that gap and it's getting people in so much trouble you guys we are walking around in such financial bondage yeah to have what to have the nice dinner out to have the purse to, to and i would say to have it's the food to have the to food have sure the food and oh. all of it but but again if you have a 700 dollars car payment leaving <laughs> if you have your student loan Ooh. payment leaving then you have yeah, no money. You're you have giving no money, away. you guys. It's a it's the whole picture. We want you to wake picture. up. It is the whole picture. And we want you guys free from that. That's why we do this show. Because we're like, we want to help guide you and show you there is such a better way to live with your money. Yep. And you're you're a true testimony to that, Jade. I was just thinking about that. And and I do want to hit that because I know there are people listening right now that are like, Jade, Rachel, yes, you're right. The people who are spending credit card money to buy steak. Bad, bad, bad. But I'm just I'm just trying to pay my bills. I'm trying to keep the lights on. And I I hear that because there were there was a stretch of time because uh, Sam and I had over 20,000 in, in credit card debt, just so y'all know. And there was a stretch of time that we weren't working. Uh, we were in between jobs. And we when I tell you we had close to zero dollars coming in and we were using credit cards to try to like fill in the gaps the worst idea ever Mm. and we thought oh we'll just do this it's just temporary and then you know when we get when we get back on our feet or when we get working again we'll pay it all off and that is such a vicious cycle because you're just creating more debt for the you know you're creating more debt that you can't pay because you don't have any money that's right and the best thing that you can do when you're in a situation where money is low right because income is not enough is to go out and just get more work and 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 don't be too far above any form of work yes because i think that 
there's a I, can I just be honest I think some people are like no I'm too good to work at the mall or I'm too good to deliver pizzas or I'm too good to take to that. drive Uber or whatever yes, it is yeah but you've got whatever it takes to yep. not take on debt that is noble and there is so much dignity in saying I am going to pay my own bills I am going to make my own way I am not going to do this with high interest because let me tell you something just because you take out high interest debt does not make you a more interesting person all right? <laughs> it just makes you more broke so it, it, there is dignity to that but I hear the person who's like man I'm just trying to make ends meet and if that's you the best thing I can encourage you to do get on a budget focus on the four walls and find any work that you can just to because it's probably just temporary that's right, right? Yep, yep. and just close that gap up the worst thing that you can do uh in a time like that is depend on credit cards yeah especially at the tune of 20 percent interest all right that's right i know you keep kind of digging into that hole and it gets mm-hmm. deeper and deeper and the deeper it is the more time and the more effort on the other end you're gonna have to do to, to climb your way out that's right so stay keep your head above water and like you're saying jade yes that extra income bring it and there's so many side hustles right now in life yes there is and it's not going backwards it's actually propelling you to go forward in life to take control of your income and so you guys you can do this we hear stories day in and day out with our jobs of people that are that decide to make a change and they're not going to be these stats anymore of the highest credit card debt that we've seen yet in history so don't be a stat either don't be a stat and if you've got credit card debt working into your debt snowball list them out smallest to largest make minimum payments on all of it and throw any and all extra money at the smallest debt and move with speed and intensity to get it paid off. This is The Ramsey Show. You're listening to The Ramsey Show. I'm Jade Warshaw, your co-host, and I'm here with Rachel Cruz. This is a great time. Hey, guys, if you've got calls, we want to take your calls. The number here is 888-825-5225. And uh, let's take a call, Rachel. Let's see what Megan is talking about in Dallas, Texas. What's going on, Megan? Hi, Jade. Hi, Rachel. Um, So I just graduated with my master's in August. Mm -hmm. However, my mother passed away in June. Oh, I'm so sorry. And um, yeah, I've been living with them for some time because I had a problem. I've been sober for seven years. Uh, So I was like living with them while I was going to school. And now I have my new job and I'm making like $60,000 a year. I have a car payment and I have some credit card debt. I also have $15,000 cash and 27,000 in retirement. Um, the thing is, is like, I, I feel like I'm not really intentional with my money because I still live with my dad. Um, so I still kind of feel like a perpetual 18 year old. Cause I'm like, ah, it's okay. I pay my credit cards off every month, but I use my credit card so much that it's like, I don't save any money. So I was thinking like, I probably ought to just move out to like get more serious and independent with my money. However, part of me doesn't want to leave him right now because it hasn't even been a year since my mom passed away. Mm-hmm. What's her passing? Was it sudden Megan or was it, um, were you so guys prepared she was for it? Like, 
she was she was six since like 2021. Um, she was doing really well, and then she went to the hospital and all this other stuff, and she got COVID, and then her organs started shutting down. Oh my gosh! So, so yeah, it was like really really crappy. Um, so it was kind of sudden. Like me and my dad both believed that she would get better. Mm. Um, unfortunately, that's not what God had planned. Mm. Um, but like, I just don't know because like my dad has never lived on his own. He has seven brothers and sisters. He went straight to the army and then him and my mom got married while they were both in the army. So wow. it's like, it's hard. Cause I don't want to just leave him with yeah. no one. You know, number one, I'm so sorry. That sounds just unthinkable. It's so tough, um, navigating a loss like that. And, you know, I'm just thinking about in, in, a lot of situations, especially dealing with money, we would tell people not to move quickly, you know, take time to grieve and uh, take time to adjust to this change. And I feel like in the same situation, it applies. I don't feel like you need to be in a rush to do anything. Like you said, it hasn't even been a year. It hasn't been a long span of time. Um, I, I'm okay with you doing whatever you need to do to process this. If that's staying at home a little bit longer um while you're there i do think it's important that you think about a plan of what's going to happen next yeah you know because i like i got the every dollar app mm -hmm. and i'm like looking at my spending and i'm like holy crap girl like you're nuts with money oh no, you're not like, i'm not you're not nuts megan with money that's that yeah. yeah but you are a daughter who lost her mom and so that that brain fog, the processing that that has to go through, um, what you go through, it's a lot. And so was there probably some spending you did maybe to to feel better and to feel good? And, and, and you know, was there a level of that maybe? I'm not sure. Possibly you could say yes or no to that. But um, I don't want you to, to sit there and just absolutely ring yourself out on this. I mean, you've yeah. gone through a, a tragedy. And so um, I think you're starting to kind of come out of it the way you're talking and you're kind of seeing, okay, I need to kind of get into, I need to get my money in under control. I need to start looking and to see, okay, how can I be an adult? Uh, but yet here's my grieving dad over here. But I would say with that relationship too, Megan, um, you know, we love our parents and honor them, but also he can't be your responsibility. You, right. you can't be the thing that saves him because then that's how you're going to spend your entire life. And he has to be able to do that work on his own. And he may he may f grieve and feel lonely and all that. And you can be a, a great daughter and walk beside him. And maybe there's still a season, like Jade said, that you don't move out right now, right? Maybe it's all still feels fresh and you're like, I want to get a few things under my belt. And so I'm going to stay here and maybe have a date that you talk to him about to say, hey, dad, I'm looking at this and be honest with him and say, dad, I'm, I'm, I'm nervous to leave. I don't yeah. want to leave you. I feel bad leaving you. And you guys talk through that. Um, but also I want you to know, Megan, you know, you, you can't, he can't be your, you can't be his responsibility. He can't be your responsibility. That's right. There, there can't be that, right. that codependence there. Mm -hmm. um, there kind of has to be that breaking that you do have to stand on your own at some point. But again, you don't have to rush that. We're not telling you to rush it, but I do want you to think about that. You're not a bad daughter or you're not being mean or cruel. If you say, man, I need to get my own apartments. Yes. And start, you know, really doing, doing my life this way and all of that. That is not negligent or cruel. 
Um, because you're both going to grieve in different ways. Yes, you for know, sure. It, and, and that time process is going to be different for both of you. So you might be at a point where it's like, okay, like I feel like I'm coming out of this fog a little bit. I feel like I'm ready to, you know, go to this next stage. And he might still be feeling like, oh, like I could really use somebody here at the house, but you know, that's when it's going to have be time to have those tough conversations. I do like that you're looking at your money and that you're realizing that something's going to have to change in order for you to stand on your own when that time comes. And I, I love that you're looking at, are you using every dollar? Yeah, I like, so I'm 30, Mm -hmm. you know what I mean? And like, I'm still single and I'm like, I wouldn't want to be a 30 year old man still living at home. Sure. So that's like, yeah, Yeah, and I think, you know, yeah, like I'm 30. I don't want to be like 40 having my first child. Right. So let's like, so it's like six and one half a dozen in the other, because it seems like almost every day for him is a bad day. Mm. Yeah. Has he done do you guys have a great church, a good pastor or a, good, or, a, or a therapist or any anyone speaking into this process of your mom's yeah, loss? He, um, he goes to church every Sunday with my aunt. And then also I got him to go to Grief Share. That's great. Good, um, good. At yeah. a local church. And I'm like trying to ease in the counseling thing. Like he said, probably he might ought to. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, because mm, I mean, so. the big goal too, I feel like I sound like Dr. John Deloney a little bit, but, <laughs> but to become whole people through this journey as well, Megan, right? There, there can be that level of healing. And so for you, that may look like the next step is to say, hey, dad, I'm going to sit down and and here's the dates, you know, by May of this year, um, here's here's what my plan is. And I, I still want to be there for you and still support yeah. you where I can. And then Megan, you know, as you're calling in for this show specifically with your money, like what Jade was saying, and then you start, you can even start now working the baby steps. Yeah. You can start now you have the Every Dollar app. Start looking at your all your credit card debt. List it out. List out the car. Uh, keep your retirement. Don't cash it out. But you have fifteen thousand dollars of cash, which is that's wonderful. a big step. Yep, to throw some of that at the debt. Start getting a, some of these quick wins with your money, and that's also going to breed a level of confidence for you to maybe even say, "Okay, I can do this," and oh, step out and and start you know living on my own and and really taking that turn because you can megan you can do this you definitely can and in every dollar one of my favorite features megan is the financial road map and you can plug in all your numbers and you can actually start to see the date that you'll be debt free the date that you'll have you know three to six months of savings and that's something that will build a lot of confidence and help you to see okay what would happen if i were to put more on my debt what would happen if i were to put less on my debt so you can really customize that timeline um so that this can become a real a a reality for you moving forward yeah and hang on the line megan because we'll give you and your dad two separate codes to have financial peace university for a year because i would love him to maybe go through it as well on his own. Um, because like you said, he's never lived on his own. He's always had someone with him. And so giving him a little bit of boost in this area of his life, uh, we would love to gift both of you that. So Austin will pick up um, and, and, and get both of those. own your past, change your future. Yes. Yeah, yeah. Throw one of those in too. Throw two of those in guys for, for both of them. <laughs> because we do, we want, we want to see you and your dad uh, do really well out of this really excruciating, terrible loss. So I'm so sorry, Megan. I'm glad you called in. That was a tough call. I appreciate you guys joining us for today. That does it for today's show. Be sure to join us next time. When it comes to changing your money, you can tell me you won't do it, but please don't tell me you can't. This is The Ramsey Show.
What's up, guys? It's Jade. If you love the show and want a deeper dive on your money journey, we have a weekly newsletter that gives you trending and helpful articles and tips on following the Ramsey way. Just go to RamseySolutions.com today to sign up for our newsletter. Again, that's RamseySolutions.com to sign up for our weekly newsletter.